know that the old concept of Vaera, if we talk about uh, uh, this week parasha, is Lirot, Vaera is to see, to be able to see. And we need to understand, I mean, why such a parasha is helping us with to see. And the second question is why uh, we know that it was the 10 plagues on um, Egypt as to prepare the Israelites from leaving Egypt. The point is, I mean, why Egypt? I mean, that's another question. Why Egypt? Why, why suffering so bad in the exile? And what's the purpose of suffering? What's the purpose of the pain? And I prepared to answer those questions to the lecture. I will not answer each question by itself, but try to follow the lecture, see how I answer those, those questions, those ideas, uh, because it's quite important to understand, for example, seven plagues, those of you who follow Kabbalah, know that there is 10 system <clears throat> in the Gdusha, in the holiness called 10 Sefirot. Also in the negative side, there's 10 system like that. And we're supposed to diminish the negativity of those 10 negative aspects that influence our, our us. And um, when we do that, then we're free of negativity and then we can connect to the positive forces. And the seven plagues in this week, parasha, has to do in the level of physicality where we are and deal with the more the physical aspect of our life, where the three in next week, parasha, has to deal with more, um, I should say, the elevated part of the negative thing we need to do. You can say the thought, <clears throat> the thought that bothers you or the thought that it's not working, that can be fixed next week. But things that are not working on the body level, on the body organs, that can be fixed this week, Pasha. So those of you who know somebody who's not feeling very well or somebody who need to get their body in a better place, would be highly recommended that in, uh, when there is a Torah reading to be, to be there because they can get a lot of benefit from it. All right? So that's, that's this week reading, but I want to go deep into the explanation. I would like to start with Rabbi Isaac Luria, something I read with my family on this Shabbat. I had my chance to be with my family. We would not have been together for a long time uh, together. So finally, uh, my Racheli came back home and my two sons who have been in Yerushalayim came back with her. So finally, we did the Shabbat together. You know, when they're growing up, they have an opinion. And right now, uh, they agree to come and be with us for Shabbat, so it makes us very happy. And then we read that section from Rabbi Isaac Luria. And what this section talk about? I'm, I'm going to make the short version because we have so much to discuss tonight. The Arizal, or Rabbi Chaim Vital, in his name of his teacher, the Arizal, uh, talk about Aaron. Aaron, the high priest. Moses' brother. And the Arizal choose to bring him in this week parasha. He could bring him in any parasha only because it mentions something about Aaron getting married and the children. We need to understand first, I mean, why bring it in this week parasha and what is exactly the Arizal say about it. So Dari is talking about reincarnation, the concept of reincarnation. Reincarnation means Gilgulim, meaning people keep coming back uh, to correct whatever went wrong. Now, for some reason, 
רבי חיים איתה, name of his teacher, רבי אייזק רוריה, choose to start with the concept of Aaron. Aaron the high priest, the famous person who only loved peace between people and bring joy and happiness to the people of Israel. For some reason, they mentioned what he did wrong in another lifetime, why he came back. The word Aaron in Hebrew is Aleph A Resh Nun. Is the reincarnation of Aran, A Resh Nun. Aran was Abraham's brother. Those of you who don't know the story, Abraham has a brother that was doubting if Abraham is really did this quantum physics spiritual discovery. Because actually, that's what Abraham, Abraham discovered, the quantum physics, the original quantum physics, that everything is one. Because before Abraham, everybody believed that there were many gods. Abraham brought a discovery that there is one God. Everything is one atom. Everything is the same for everybody. You just, the frequency has to change based on your behavior. So when Abraham has to bring it to the people, he had to go to a test. To, to keep the, the, the long story short, you should read the, the Midrash, beautiful Midrash on that, beautiful story on that. In Amloez, you should read it. So the last test of Abraham, when a person tried to convince them that there is more than one God, and the way he tried to convince Abraham, the young Abraham, he told them that he believed in the God of fire and Abraham should believe in God of fire as well. Abraham answered, excuse me, but fire, it's a strong thing. If I bring a lot of water, there is no fire. He said to him, okay, I want you to believe in God of water. He tried to keep him separating, not one, not quantum. He said, well, the water comes from the rain and the rain is the cloud. So he said to him, okay, believe in God of the cloud. Say, well, the cloud coming from the wind. And he keep playing with that king until that king couldn't deal with him anymore. And he said, throw him to the pit of fire and just kill him. On the way there, his brother Aran was watching all that and said to himself, should I believe in my brother or I shouldn't? Then he make a deal with himself. He said, you know what? I'm going to sit outside and I'm going to wait. If he's going to come out alive of the fire, I'm following the new technique of Abraham. If he's dying, then I knew he was wrong. What happened? We know the story. Abraham come alive from the fire. He was a burn. And Aram, his brother, died. And for that reason, Abraham took his son. Not Abraham's son. Aram, his nephew. Aram was his brother. His son named Lot. Lot was basically Aram. Son. And why we have to hear that story right now? Because Aaron was supposed to correct that, that idea. And he came back and he was tested, we know, with the golden calf. And again, fire and fighting with the negative people with the golden calf, same thing. This time, his nephew, who? Miriam's son. He's fighting now. He's fighting. The people, they killed them. Aaron was not dead again. So he keep reincarnating until he reincarnated into Uriah. Uriah was married to Bathsheba. Bathsheba and King David like each other more than Uriah and Bathsheba. And that's not a nice way to say it in English. But Bathsheba was the soulmate of David Amelech. But Uriah came basically to do his tikkun of what he didn't do as Aaron and as Aran, and he kept doing that tikkun. What was exactly the tikkun? What was exactly the thing 
that he needed to do. Well, he was supposed to believe in the Creator unconditionally, meaning if he need to die for the cause of spirituality, then he has to cancel his existence and his level. Now the question is, us, us my friend, if there is anything in your life that you believe that spirituality is way more important than what you're doing right now, this is a question for you. And how far are you ready to go? And as far as you're ready to go with spirituality, for real, with kind of a self-sacrifice, and you don't have to die in a fire, but you have to self-sacrifice your ego for the sake of spirituality. If that's not your personal goal, then when you act spiritual, then that spirituality will not take you very far. It will take you to a certain degree. It's called koma ktsara or koma gvoa. You know, it will not take you to a very uh, long distance. The way that you can win, the way that you can become better and better, ask yourself, what am I sacrifice for the sake of spiritual? If you have money, of course, you have to sacrifice money. If you're famous, you have to sacrifice your pride and your fame. If you are a good speaker, you have to travel to go and teach. Every person has to make an effort. Otherwise, you don't do your tikkun. And I think that, I mean, that's my opinion. It doesn't mean it's true, but I would like to share it. I think the Ari start with that is to teach us that in Va'era, Va'era means to see. You have to see your reincarnation. You have to see where it's difficult for you. You can't blame people for because it's difficult for you. If you are bad with communication, it's not because you are with the wrong people. It's because you need to become better with communication. If you are bad with giving compliment to people, you have to start giving compliment to people. It's not mean, it doesn't mean that the people in front of you don't deserve your compliment. It's all practice all day long. We are not here for nothing else just to fix ourselves, to get better and better and get closer to the Creator, to the Divine. What they call Dvekut, cleaving toward the Creator. And Va'era means to see. You have to see it. You have to see it. You have to see the front of your eyes. That's what I got to do. Sometimes people ask, I don't know my tikkun. How do I know what I'm supposed to do with my life? How do I know that that's the right or the wrong thing to fix? Well, it's very simple. You have to check simple stuff like, what bother me the most about people? What is that I need to change? And if, if you get to that step by step, you're going to get better. There is one of the books uh, of, of uh, Musar that help a person to get better is Rabbi Chaim Vital. It's called Sharek Dusha. I don't know how many of you heard about that book. So in Sharek Dusha, I choose to bring one thing, one thing just to, to understand the importance. It's a, one of the attributes that, that we're doing every reincarnation and we, we do a mistake by that. And that's what people keep coming back. Sina, hatred. When you're hating someone in your heart, nobody knows you're hating them. You are causing a lot of damage for your friend. It's in Perkevot, in Ethics of the Father, Mishnah. The hatred of human being gets you out of this world. And also, that's when you hate God too. 
because you hate that person, that means you hate God for creating that person. The Sonet Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, and you hate Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because this is our father. That, that, that person you hate came from them too. All the soul coming from above. How can you hate? For that reason, you know, when you come with the reincarnation, you have to check, am I hating someone? Is there is one human being in this world who bother me? You have to work on that. So it say, it say in Masechet Yoma, in the Talmud in Yoma, Amun Tet, Amun Bet. It say, Bait Shini Ayubot Tzadikim, in the second uh, temple, it was righteous, Chachamim Gdolim, wise people, but it's only been destroyed because of hatred. And you want to know why it's not been built yet? Because we don't love each other. We don't care about each other enough. That's why we keep coming back in reincarnation. One time I'm teaching, one time you are teaching. It's the same people, same people. We keep going to that laundry again and again until we truly love each other. Other thing that the person is doing, it's not the same level. Because when you do other sin, you just commit a crime or a sin while you're doing it. But when the hatred, but when you're hating someone, is in your heart, so it's never stopped. It's all the time. And you are you are actually committing a crime in every second of the day against the Torah. The Torah says in Vaikra, you're not allowed to hate a person. And the Torah also telling you, love the neighbor as thyself. In Vaikra. It's saying that that's the main thing in the Torah. You have to love. You, you have to stop hating. And now we're going back to this with Parasha. You want to know why Moshe Rabbeinu become Moshe Rabbeinu? You want to know why? Why Moshe is the chosen from all people? He loves his people. Not only he loves, but he feels pain for when they go into pain. Look at them last week, Pasha. He looked at them and he feels their pain. And then when he says to Hashem, if you don't take care of that people, I, I, I don't want to be in your book. So what we learn from, from this section, we learn something incredible. First, we learn about Moshe Rabbeinu, who he was. Never hate someone. Second thing, hatred, that's when you commit a crime all day long, all your life, until you stop hating. Sometimes your wife misbehave, your husband, your children, neighbors. Don't hate them. Whatever it is, don't hate them. And if you start hating them, pray. Pray to Hashem and say, Hashem, I need, I need really help from you how to, how to go about uh, not hating this person. And if you don't go about it, you're going to get stuck on it. Of course, you're asking, how do I pray? What is that I need to do to change it? So I need to take you to the tefillah. What is a prayer? What is a prayer? How is a person need to pray? What is what is a person need to do to pray so the prayer will be will be answered? And I'm bringing from Likutei Moran, Seif Kuf Bet. Okay, Seif Kuf Bet, Likutei Moran. It says like that. It says like that. Ubameir cholim leorid ashefa. How do you bring the shefa? How do you bring the nourishment? Nourishment doesn't mean always money, but nourishment can be spiritual nourishment. To be able to forgive, to be able to love a person I don't love. filot, he say by the pray when you pray. You want to know that every words of your sidur is actually vessels 
to receive the nourishment of spirituality. It's, it's amazing. Every person has to be careful when he prays. Be busy that you are bringing the Shefa, you're bringing the light for everybody, not just for you. For your friend who's stuck in a reincarnation, that person stuck in a reincarnation, that person start, stuck in hate. Everybody is stuck somewhere. על דרך שאמרו זכרונם לברכה בסנהדרין, ל"ז עמוד ב', חייב כל אדם לומר בשבילי דברי העולם. Say, adapt the verse that say in the Sanhedrin. Say, the world was created for me. ובאיזה עניין יכול לעורר השפע בעולם? Say, how do I start to awake that, that idea when I pray? What do I need to do? He say, ביראה, with an R. מה זה יראה? Now we connecting it. Very good. ואירה. So the parasha is ואירה, right? In Yir'a, similar words, right? Va'era is to see, coming from the eyes, Chokhmah. In Yir'a, is coming from a high level, also Chokhmah. So to teach us that Yir'a is a very important thing. Yir'a, meaning, uh, you can translate Yir'a as fear, as respect, as an awe, as, um, yeah, I think that's the only words I can, can say about Yir'a. Different way of looking at it. So, Yir'a, make you understand that you are here for a reason, you are here to correct something about yourself. It's like that. כמו שאמרו רבותינו לזכרון אברהם, בסרט ברכות ו' עמוד ב', כל איש ביראת שמיים דברם נשמעים. So whoever has יראת שמיים, whoever has a real יראה, the words will come out. ויש שני מיני יראה. said the Bresler Rebbe, there's two types of יראה. Sometimes you just wake up and you have Yir'ah. You have such a respect for Hashem. Usually it happens in Elul, Tishrei, during the holidays. We all suddenly have Yir'ah. Everybody starts to be sorry for what they did wrong. They start asking for forgiveness from each other. They start asking for forgiveness from Hashem. So, Yir'ah Elyonah Shebaal Adam, לפעמים מתי שתרצה. So all of a sudden it fall on you, but you didn't ask for it. אבל היא רק כזו אין שכר, you're not going to get rewards for that. <laughs> Because it's, it was a gift of Hashem. ויש יראה שבעל אדם מכוח אדם עצמו. And the second יראה, the second awe, is coming to the human because he make an effort. And this יראה is a very, very powerful. And through this יראה, the prey will be always, always, always answer. So what do we learn about ויראה, another understanding? We gotta get into a place where the Yira becoming like from me, not to me, from me and outside. How do I do it? Well, when you pray and you feel you don't know if you're correcting yourself good. Ask for Yira. What, what am I supposed to expect? I don't know if you ever experienced that. Well, I know you did. Because Hashem gives gift, the light giving always a gift. The divine always will give you a gift to feel what is the ira. Is all of a sudden you have a respect, tremendous spirit of respect and an awe and fear toward the divine. I mean, I'm sure it happened to you that you walk through, I don't know, to wherever there is a beautiful place and rivers and trees and big building and antique and archaeology. And all of a sudden you say, wow. This is unbelievable. Some people 
get excited by that. Some people give the credit to Hashem, to the Creator, to the Divine. But it's different people. If you don't feel that you're supposed to give the credit to the Divine, then pray on it. Because in the end of the day, if you don't have Yira, you don't have an awe, you don't have awakening toward the Creator, are you going to do what Aaron did? Are you going to correct yourself? Are you going to even have a desire to correct yourself? You're going to start giving charity and feel like you're a big shot. You're missing the whole point. The whole point, you come here to correct something. It could be more than one thing, but you are here to fix it. How do you fix it? By working on yourself. But who is your boss? Who do you work for? You have to have a boss. The boss is the divine. If you don't have a boss, if you don't feel you have a boss, then you don't have ira. Then you feel you can do whatever you want. When you feel you can do whatever you want, you actually have a new boss. But the new boss is the dark side. So can we ever be without a boss? No. <laughs> we just choose what type of boss to have. So whatever yoke you want to put on your neck, just make sure who is the master who put that yoke on your neck. Because it can be the dark side who put the yoke on your neck. It can be the good side to put the yoke on the neck. And with Yira Mitit, when you're awakening the Yira from you, it's a very different level. And it's a, they said that the Maginmi message used to feel the Yira of his teacher, the Baal Shem Tov, and he say he almost die. The Baal Shem Tov let him feel one time what is the real Yira. So he let him touch the, 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 the pulse of the heart, you know? So when he touched his pulse and his heart, he, he almost fainted. So the Baal Shem Tov, the reason he makes so many miracles and the reason he can walk on water, he was able to get to that level, that understanding that the master of everything is the creator. He get that. that were maybe because he was the nefesh reincarnation of who? Of King David. And King David reached that level too. King David, before he go to war, he emptied himself from all ability, all wisdom. And he say, Kilibi halal bekirbi, meaning I'm in hollow. Hollow or hollow? Hollow. So there is nothing inside of me, so only the light of the Creator can go in. That's Amelach David. So we need to work on that. We need to get to that level that we absolutely fighting to get that idea of and now we're going to jump into the Zohar. Okay? Jump into the Zohar. And before I'm jumping into the section, I want to see uh, what the Zohar said uh, about this week's parasha. And I hope it doesn't make people kind of, where is it taking us now? Is it going to continue the same? Well, to explain to you what Yira is and how to do it and how to have an awe toward the Creator, we have to explain a different section of the Zohar and then we will take it to the next level, okay? So there is a very famous Pasuk in this week's parasha. It's called Ve'otzeti Ve'itzalti Ve'galti Ve'lakachti. Every person who went to Yeshiva knows this Pasukim. Ve'otzeti, I get you out. I save you. Ve'itzalti. Ga'alti, I will redeem you. Ve'lakachti, I will take you. So, Hashem is saying to the people, the slave in, in Egypt, that I will get you out of there, I will save you, I will redeem you, and then I will take you. So, it represents the four letters of God, it represents the four galuyot, four exile, 
it represents a lot of things. Let's let's understand what the Zohar Borg bring to us, and how that also connect to how will be the level of Yirah for you. Rabbi Yehuda Amar, I'm in verse Nun Bet. Those of you who have the Sulam can follow me. Nun Bet Vaera uh, uh, Zohar and verse fifty-two. Rabbi Yehuda Amar, because say Rabbi Yehuda say it doesn't make sense uh, that section. He say, I will get you out from Egypt, and then I will save you, and then I will redeem you. He say, the order is not, not right. Say, Rabbi Yehuda, he should say, I will redeem you, then I will get you out. And he answered, Say, Hashem, want to announce the most beautiful thing for them. That he will get them out of Egypt. But it seemed to be that the best thing for them is when he take us for a nation or to redeem us. But that's that's what it's written. Let's let's go deeper. Amar Rabbi Yossi said, Take us to be your people would be better. I will be your God would be better. Why is God starting with the idea I get you out? Why he didn't start with the best? He tell them that after that. He answered him, what would be better for a slave than get you out of them? Try to imagine somebody's in prison for no reason, and you find a way to get them out. So first they want to know they can get out. Then they will see if you buy them some food and you get them some clothes. They don't care about it. So God is relating to the Israelite being slave in Egypt for no reason to get them out of there to get them out of there is the first thing that sounds amazing to them what's the lesson for us a lot of time we talk to people but we talk from our point of view we don't relate to their pain at all we don't see what they're going to no idea what they're going to we just go with justice justice and more justice more justice, everybody, with their justice or purpose. What's a purpose? Purpose can kill people when you so focus on your purpose and justice. Mercy is the name of the game. Only mercy. Mercy. See what they feel, what they're going to. Ask the people you love in your life, how are you today? Tell me about your pain. I want to know more. What can I do? Can I do something about your pain? It's very important. And the idea is, that we need to understand. Because they thought they would never get out of them. Because they saw that they used black magic on them. And they knew that there is no way to get out of that magic. So for that reason, God tell them, I will get you out of this. So when a servant, when a slave, when a prisoner here is going to get out of that black magic. So it wasn't just capture them in prison. They were captured with magic. So their soul can never live. I think understanding that helping us to be sensitive toward other people. To be more kind. Instead of somebody come to you and say, I have a lot of problem. I have this. I have that. Let's say first you're telling them, don't worry. I got you covered. Now let's talk about the other stuff. They will be listening to you now. 
because you deal with what bothered them. And that's what va'era, va'era, lir'ot. See the pain of your friend. Feel the pain of your friend. Be like Moshe Rabbeinu, like Rabbi Chaim Vital say. Va'yar besivlotam. Moshe Rabbeinu was busy looking at the pain of his people. And if you're not busy with the pain of your people, if you're not busy with the pain of people around you, what are you doing? Trying to help with your ego? Hey, let me take care of you. Hey, let me redeem you. Hey, let me make sure I will, you will be with me. No, first tell me you get me out of this. First tell me that. Because I can't listen. I can't understand you. I'm in pain. Don't you see I'm in pain? No, I'm not. See that you are in pain. And for that reason, I'm promising you all kind of things that you don't need. We need to learn those midot, those attributes from Kadosh Baruch from the divine. Because the divine is teaching us. You deal with people. Deal with them. Real. What's their pain? Look at them. Look at them. What exactly bothered them right now? Somebody wants to eat something. They're hungry. You look at their body. They look fat. Are you going to tell them they're fat? Then you're not acting like God. First give them their food. You want to talk to them about that they are not healthy? Talk to them about it later. We need to be sensitive to human beings. All of us. Me included. Absolutely. We have to care about people. We have to feel the pain of people. And that's called Vaera. And you continue. Say, Mitzvah zu ha rishona le kola mitzvot, katkhala rishona shkola mitzvot, la dat, katkhala rishona shkola mitzvot, la dat, katkhala rishona shkola mitzvot, la dat, katkhala rishona shkola mitzvot, What is Yir'a? To know there is a governor in heaven, which is the creator. Shuadon Aolam is the master of the world. Now stop for a second right now. Let me ask you that. Do you believe in it? Do you believe there is a master to the world? How far do you believe in it? How far do you believe that there is a master to the world? Ask yourself that question. It says, and that master created the whole world, not just the spiritual world, which is Asiyatil Atzilut or Adam Kadmon, everything. Shamaim Va'aretz, heaven and earth, Kortzevam, everything, all the angels, everything. So the Zohar is teaching us something tremendous and something so simple. You want to have Yir'ah, you want to have an awe, you want to have respect, understand that part only. You want to have Yir'ah, be busy with the pain of others, see what's going on, like Hashem is busy with that too. If Hashem is busy with that, maybe we should be busy with it as well. That's how you develop yourself step by step to have Yir'ah, to really get to a place that you can see and look at that, I'm skipping now to Nunzayim. When, when Israel, the Israelites left Egypt, they didn't know God that well. Moses teach them that first thing, the first mitzvah. 
שכתוב וידעתם כי אני השם לוקחם המוציא אתכם מארץ מצרים. You should know that the master of the world God get you out of Egypt <coughs> and without this mitzvah the Israelites will not be loyal and faithful toward the creator. So we need to understand to get to the next level in our understanding of spirituality Yirah has to be the first thing that we gotta do. When you have Yirah, everything is opening up. Now, who had Yirah in the Torah that we can learn from? Who can have Yirah in the Torah? The first one was Avraham. So I'm gonna read now from a new book. I just got this new book. <clears throat> actually for my friend in Israel, Rabbi Gottlieb, who is the uh, student, last student or first student of Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, who was the son of Rabbi Yudah Ashlag. So he collected a lot of words that say by Rabbi Yudah Ashlag, Balasulam, and put it into the book. So I took from his book, it's called Babagalot Hashana, okay? And it says, And here, we take the same verse, and we see what was saying the Ashlag family. I'm talking about when they were young, when Rabbi Yudah Ashlag, uh, Rabbi Baruch Ashlag was younger. What was the discussion about that? So Abirkat Shalom, his name is Rabbi Birkat Shalom, used to speak in the name of his father like this. It's a little bit long, so please keep your mind clear and focused. Avram, asking God, when God promised him, that from him will be all the people of the world will come from him. So he said, how, how would I know that it's really going to happen? Everybody wondered that Avram asked a question like this, it's full of doubts. Where is the Yirah? Where is the awe? Where is the love toward God? Avram is asking? Avram bikesh bitchonot ma'akadosh baruchu? So Baal HaSulam, Rabbi Yudash, like ask, does Avram need to ask a, a sign to see if whatever God is telling him is real? Look what Rabbi Ashlag say about that. Oh, because Rabbi Ashlag, his power was to bring whatever say judgment about people who will turn it around because Rabbi Ashlag was merciful. Merciful, not right, merciful. Is beer. Avram knew that it's not about conquering the land of Israel, where is Tel Aviv today. He understood it's not about the physical land. There is a light in that land which is above of our understanding. A light that you cannot see with your five senses. He saw that to get to Atzilut, to get to that level that you conquer that spiritual land, not the physical land, you need the highest level of connection. Tama, it was wonder. Avram was concerned. He said to Hashem, Of course, those of you know I'm not going into the deep Kabbalah meaning of everything. Avram is saying, how my children will have desire for such a thing if you're going to reveal to them Hashem. If you're revealing to them and you put all your light on them, they will be satiated. And if they will be satiated, there is no more desire. And look what 
God answer Avram. Amar lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Yado atida. You need to know Avram. Ki geri yezarecha beretz lo laem. Your people will be gerim. They will be in exile in a land they wouldn't know. Vavdum and they will be slave and they will be tortured for hundred years. So what does that mean? They will be slave in a land that not belong to them. Said to us, Rabbi Ashlag, Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, in the name of Rabbi Ashlag. When it says a different land, meaning they will be slave to desire that they don't wish wish to have. Does it sound familiar? You have some desire you don't wish to have. Desire to eat. Desire to get angry. Desire to be jealous. You want to get rid of those desires. That's called Egypt. You feel that some of your desire coming from Egypt. What is Egypt? When I'm busy with myself, when I'm busy with the self-love, when I'm busy with my ego, me, 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 and myself. Revelation. You see, I will put them in such a position that they will be in a position that they're going to want things that they don't want. They're going to want things that they don't want. They're going to want things that they don't want. And then they're going to scream to me and say, Hashem, God, divine light creator. I can't stop wanting the wrong thing. Get me out of it. Ah, Because what was Egypt about? Evil eye, jealousy. Because they couldn't get out of it. They start screaming to God. And from that work, then it's a Hashem. Well, absolutely, absolutely, we'll take care of them. And now we understand when Hashem said, I heard them screaming. I heard them that they are uh, uh, enslaved. And the idea is, and I remember the covenant. What covenant? The deal he had with Abraham. Remember now? That's why Abraham asked him. He made a deal with Abraham because Abraham said, How would I know that my people would conquer that land? So I'll put them in such a problem. Not just pain, not just suffering. They will start doing things that they don't want to do. How many times you find yourself eating for no reason? How many times you find yourself talking for no reason? How many times you find yourself getting angry for no reason? Getting jealous, lost, whatever it is. It's because the Egypt clipa, the Egyptian negativity, that this week we're putting seven plague on them to remove that clipa away from me. Now you know why seven plague. So the idea that Hashem remember his covenant, he remember what he promised to the Israelite, that because there will be such a big problem, not just problem that you are in, you're doing things that you don't want to do, which is Egypt. From that, from that low place, you're screaming, you're yelling, and then Hashem come and save you. And for that reason, Rav like said many times, there is a verse that says Rasha Betovlo, a wicked person and have a good life, and a wicked person who have a bad life. 
but it's it's a code because Ashav Tovlo meaning a wicked person who has a good life meaning he understands he will never change so Tovlo so he stay in that situation Rashaveralo meaning is wicked but is Ralo he doesn't feel comfortable with that so he's never let himself enjoy the idea that he cannot change he know that Hashem the divine will take him out of it and my friend once we're getting to year A once we're getting to the level of year A and awe and respect to the Creator, then we raising our conscience to all new level. I hope that this live lecture find you well. It's a very important lecture, and I hope that you can listen to it many, many times, many, many times. So our consciousness will start to change. And that last part from Rav Ashlag, that merit to get it from his son, Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, will get it from where Rav Gottlieb sent it to me. I really appreciate it, and I hope you do as well. And let's see the pain of our brother and sister and help them. You know, when somebody comes to you for help, please, please open your heart and open your eyes and open everything. Don't close your eyes. Don't close yourself. Don't let yourself get close. Feel their pain wherever they are. Don't go and find justification about what not to do and what to do because this is a test of every human being. To feel the pain of others. By doing that, we can build a temple, we can bring the Mashiach, everything will be okay. Let's all be like Moshe Rabbeinu, to see the pain of your brother and sister or your best friend. Start finding out where is the pain, not where they wrong, not where they cheating you, where they not nice to you. Find the one pain that they have and can you help them to remove that pain. Thank you so much for listening and let's all of us have a great week. Thank you.